0: the BizGone Social Podcast. We help entrepreneurs navigate how to get known, get customers
1: and get the edge over their competition. Here is your host, Lorraine Duncan. Hey, everyone. Welcome. And I'm so glad to be here. And this is, believe it or not, A new year. And so I want to just wish you a happy new year. And here we are with episode number 28. So glad to be here. And my promise as usual is I want to give you just a little bit of verbal caffeine that's going to energize your social media marketing, your business marketing, your business in general. And help you stay social. After all, don't you want to be the business that everyone's talking about? And I know I do. And I'm so stoked to have Vinnie Fisher here. And
0: I'm welcome, Vinnie. Well, Lorraine, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on the show.
1: And why don't you just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do?
0: Yeah so you know I'm a, I'm a leader right I I know people use that word in a in a certain sense but I have a, a large team I'm the CEO of a company called Fully Accountable Uh, and we provide fractionalized CFO and controller work on an outsourced basis to e-commerce and digital companies. And so we're big digital people, right? So we were excited about a social media show and all that good stuff. I'm also a husband of 25 years, and I have four teenage children, plus my nephew is an adult living in our home. So I've got a lot of adults running around my house where I get the chance to lead there, as well as the uh, almost 100 people in our organization.
1: What do you think is the biggest thing that people need to know, especially from like, you know, probably me and you, the mostly we work from home, especially from working from home.
0: You know, I two things, right? We have a lot of, one of the benefits of the digital world is a lot of high transactions. We're different than a storefront, like a lot of moving transactions. So getting information in return quickly is important. I think that's, pretty obvious in a digital setting. So having real-time information is critical to make good decisions. But I think also working in a home environment You know, if you're used to it like you and I are, you probably have developed some habits or disciplines to be able to have your work productivity uh, be uh, efficient enough to produce the result you want. But a lot of people who've like gone home, this is a new discipline for them. And the habits that they would have relied on in a a corporate environment are entirely different habits than they have in their home environment. So we run a hybrid model. Uh, About a third of our team go to a building, a corporate office, And two thirds of our team is spread out throughout the United States. And, you know, at least the homies, which is what we call our home team, they've been used to working from home. So they've developed disciplines. But when our corporate office people had to go home for a period of time, there was a direct disruption to the way they did business. And so we had to put some obvious things in place to help them uh, really maximize working from home.
1: So tell me. I, You know, most of my audience out there is they're, they're entrepreneurs. They work solely from home now. What are some of those habits and disciplines that you put into place?
0: You know, it's so funny. Like the, like I, I was working through this with our COO and we want to do a little bit of a company training on it. And my wife's like, that seems really obvious. Why are you training on that? I'm like, because sometimes it's the little obvious things that people miss. I'll give you an example. We do a lot of our business on Zoom with our clients because they don't come into our offices. So we have some protocols about the way a Zoom should look. We should try at all costs to be on video so we can have a relationship. Two, when you're on that video, let's do a great job of not having the dog or your kid in it so it looks like you're being and you're paying attention. Three, let's try to reduce the noise clutter like we've thought ahead about the meeting. And gosh darn it, the obvious one, let's be two minutes early, which is our version of being on time. So we put this together As like this infographic for our internal team. Now, all of you listening, that might seem kind of obvious, but I think some of those little best practices uh, really matter a lot if you can consistently do those over and over uh, for your customers and your clients.
1: Yeah, I I find that a lot of my friends that are actually working from home now find it very difficult to focus sometimes because – there's more outside distractions now and it it's funny that you had, you know just mentioned just you would think that most of these things seem obvious but they yeah. don't so what what would you say like so you know with us being home a lot of people's kids are at home too
0: yep
1: and because some schools are on a different schedule and they're not actually full time anymore they're more of staggered yep. entry and all that So how do you like, what are some things that you put in place that would, you know, would help someone that lives in a very busy home with, for instance, four teenagers, two teenagers? Yeah,
0: right. Uh, You know, here's what we would say to our people and we do say to our people everybody's home has some area where you can create some safe space around i'm not suggesting you need to go build an office if you don't have one but you can easily take your yoga ball stick it on top of your piano or next to your piano and create like this temporary work area in the corner of your bedroom but create a safe place that can be a work spot when you need it to be we did a survey of our people and the um our even some of our clients and this idea of working from home has created this benefit and luxury to be able to work from home. But it's also created this blending of work and home, meaning you're not, you're almost, you know, there's two downward pressures of a professional. You're always expected to be right with today's technology, like the pressure of being right has never been greater. But two, now this pressure of always being available. Well, working from home, when does it shut off? So one of the safe, things about creating a safe work environment meaning somewhere where you can be quiet the kids aren't running around hopefully you can minimize distractions from the dog or the mailman or or even in my case my spouse coming in to want to just ask an innocent question you know she's not she's living her life at home she's not trying to be disruptive to me well that safe place can help with that but it can also help with creating a division between working and and not working and one of the things we're seeing from our young people who have young children is that work going out to work created a a haven of separation of perspective so that when they went home they were able to stop working but now that everyone's at home working unless you're used to it Your filter for when to shut it off, you're trying to figure out not being always accessible because punchline for you people listening, being always accessible is not a good career move. It's going to cause you massive fatigue in what you do. And so those are things that uh, are habits that we're trying to help instill uh, with our people. and, And hopefully someone who heard this knew exactly they needed to hear that today about splitting that perspective.
1: Yeah, I could totally relate to that as, you know, being working from home, I always had, you know, I I have like a schedule. So I, I'm one of these people, I'm like, a you know, I'm a planner girl. Yeah. <laughs> and so the problem is, is sometimes, well, you know, I'll take this call at 630, yeah. or I'll do this, at, I'll do an interview or something at seven. And then I feel like I don't have, we all need a Playtime. We all need a hobby or something that we love to do. And I, I think that is so important to ha- being able to have a healthy, a healthy work and personal life, you know, balance because we don't usually have that.
0: So, And some people really have a hard time turning one or the other back on. So being able to do a little bit of both all throughout the day takes an extreme amount of discipline to turn it back on. And, you know, I've been doing this for years. And even I have to work very purposefully at turning it back on or knowing the two or three things for sure I have to get done today. Because who doesn't want the fun stuff? Over the not fun stuff, like it just, it's just—it's the nature of how we are. And so, if you're going to ping pong back and forth, you, you, you—I—I I would very much have some structure around that.
1: Absolutely. So, tell me more about you know, it's like you—you you have one of your themes for me as as actually working from home, and tell me more. I think that my audience, again, there some of them are just startups. Yeah. So it's like maybe some habits that they, you know, there's always like, I have like a habit of blocking time. If I have a project that I need to do, I literally will block that time out and I will take nothing in, you know, but that. So for instance, writing, I do a lot of writing. And so basically what I will do is I will block that time out and nobody is allowed in that in my space, nor do I take that out of my calendar because something better came along or something I'd rather be doing came along. I just do it. So tell me, tell me just some more. I'm going to let you talk a yeah. little bit. And I, cause I just find this subject fascinating. I find you and your company fascinating. So I want to hear all about it.
0: Yeah. You know, I think everybody has to evaluate the personality they bring to this question. So you raised your hand and self-identified to be a little organized. You have structure in the way you do things. I, I, from a business perspective would look almost like a hippie. I am not organized i uh, I think people would accuse me of being kind of aloof and creative and a little free spirited. so my calendar dictates my life. in other words, if it gets on there, it controls me more than I control it so you 'll see me get up in the morning and set my alarms for the things I have because otherwise i 'll forget them and so I I would love to have heard advice from uncle Vinny about this subject. If I was in my startup mode and I, really believe in blocking time. One, because it helps me manage my time. I am not a great manager of time. I'm not organized. I'm not taking courses to try to suddenly be organized. I'm putting things around protective mechanisms to help me protect time. Um, So I'm a leader of an organization where a lot of people chomping at my heels, clients, uh, internal people, prospects, sales, outside network, and so if I don't block my time, one of the areas that would have loved done better job blocking my time would have been my personal time. So in the morning, I block three hours before anything else gets on my calendar. So if something has to get on my calendar earlier than 11 a.m., I have to think the night before about going to bed a little bit earlier. Like I try to guard eight hours of sleep. I never did that before, but I'm more productive with eight hours of sleep than I've ever been at any other time. And then if I know I'm going to have a 10 a.m. meeting, instead of getting up at eight o'clock or seven that I have to adjust my time for those three hours. And those three hours are, are things like prayer and meditation and going for a walk and writing and, and exercise. But those three hours allow me to be so massively productive because I've compressed my time. There are studies done. So many of them that people with compressed schedules are more productive. If you have a very open calendar, you are very susceptible to being unproductive. And so we we would promote having a very tight calendar. I do that with my kids. I do that with my executives on my team, and that all kind of comes from me learning that having a, a open or loose calendar leads to me being uh, binging Netflix.
1: Yeah, and you're kind of like it's almost the same as chasing after every single shiny object too. Yeah, because you're 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 letting the outside come in and dictate your calendar. You got to be very careful of that. It also sounds, I don't know if you've ever heard of this person, but Hal Elrod, who has this oh, whole sure. thing, Miracle Morning. And it sounds like you kind of follow some of uh, the principles of, of his, you know, Miracle Mornings, I'm assuming.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I think Hal's stuff, I guess story about his injury is a, a amazing story. Anyone who hasn't read that should, I, um, One of the reasons I protect my mornings is that it's the lifestyle of our family. So given around after school or dinner, our whole home is filled with a lot of family. And so I, the only time that I can really guard consistently is in the morning. So in our lifestyle, that was the best uh, place to guard. Other people might say their nighttime is the best to guard. I have my most energy. I'm a morning person, not a night person. And so giving my best in that devoted time. And I, we kind of run our company that way. We do our meetings at the end of the day. We try to guard mornings for product for personal production. And it's all designed around kind of knowing that kind of about me and us and our teams and the way we run. And so I predict the morning one, I think Hal's stuff is great, but mostly because it's a design around uh, the lifestyle that I lead.
1: That's awesome. And I, Like I, I'm not a morning person, but I get up early and I do all my, I journal a lot. So, cause I do, and I find that to be, and I do a lot of meditating and, you know, just studying God's word Um, and stuff like that. But the thing is, is I find that once I, like that was me time. And then I I feel like I can start my day with that even brings energy and including a, a great exercise routine that I have. And uh, in the summertime, I I do a bike riding and stuff like that. That really kind of, you know, keeps me moving. And I I, just because I sit at a desk all day, you know, I'm here. And it's like, I don't know about you, but since Zoom has picked up, I mean, I always saw clients through Zoom, but I felt like I was Zoomed out and literally Zoomed out. And I just remember this Thanksgiving came and one of my very thoughtful family members said, let's do a zoom call with all the family. And I was like thinking, Oh gee, just what I want to do on Thanksgiving. But I did it. But all this to say is that, you know, you're, if you're on calls all day, like tomorrow, for instance, my day is full with client calls. Yeah. So the, the bottom line is, is that you need to have that time where you, where you don't do any business and play time at night. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know about you, but I like to try to guard my weekends, and I try to take long vacations if I can, nice. and you have, I think, it, for sanity, especially if you own your own business, because there's a lot of pressures and stresses around that.
0: You so know, I thought, I'll tell you, Lorraine, I've, um, I think everyone has a different cadence to some of that. I will tell you this, though, you, where, where I... the only way I wouldn't agree with you more is if I said it first and then you agreed. Like I agree with everything you just said for us at night, we protect family dinner around our table you know, Deb and I didn't have a lot of that growing up. So we decided in our family, we wanted that this, the, the closure of the pandemic has allowed us to triple down on that, which is awesome. But, uh, I can also look at parts of my career where I can see myself in videos and photos where dad's there, but he's not present. He's there, but he's taking phone calls during dinner. And he's, he's, you know, there's, there's all kinds of studies done about What's the most valuable? And most people will say their time until you inspect how they use their time. And they what they do with their actions don't represent their words. And I was one of those people where I would say, I believe that time was the most valuable thing I had. But then if you inspected my life, it didn't show up that way. And so I was a house that wasn't built on a firm foundation. I, I would have done one thing and said another. Well, when I really started to protect my time, I noticed that everything else started to increase. I saw production at work increase. I saw the addition of quality people increase. I saw the size of our companies grow i saw the expansion of our network our social everything improved when i started doing a guarding of time and the reason i wanted to say that was because if you don't guard your time why would you expect anyone else to you're telling them if you don't guard it why should they and you shouldn't be mad at them about that but i used to be frustrated that other people wouldn't guard my time even if i did it
1: yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's funny that earlier in the call you talked about, you know, being two minutes early to a meeting or, you know, five minutes early is really a good thing. My my son, who is now in his mid-20s, he used to be, belong to a band, you know, a band in a band camp and there was band camp and yeah. everything. And the band leader would say, to be 15 minutes early is to be early to be 5 minutes early is to be on time and to be on time is late yeah so it's funny when you're when you're thinking about this all this time it really is important to come a little bit early to a meeting it really is important to guard your time it really is important to guard your mornings they say there's a i don't know the statistics i didn't look at them they they say that the most successful people in life have a some kind of morning routine
0: i believe that i've actually experienced it personally and i have a lot of my fellow friends who on certain categories of influence and success look successful to most people's standards and the one common trait that each of us have is is a routine around our own personal time
1: right and so lastly I'd just like to say, what would be one thing if you were going to tell, like, remember now, you're basically, my audience is all, you know, business owners, entrepreneurs. Yeah. What is one thing that you would tell them that would just make 2021 just a great year for them?
0: You know, if, if, if the trial and all the things we're facing, which cause you to take an introspection look at your business, uh, here's the truth of it if the governor of Ohio got on television and said, the virus is inside of a computer, don't log in, my whole world would be disrupted. If you went back to December of 19 and said, would you pick local or digital as you're hedging against some world catastrophe, everybody picks don't do digital because they're gonna have some type of cyber attack. We would have never imagined that local would have taken the assault that it took. And so there was a line in the sand drawn You're not, I'm on one side of it because I didn't do anything right. I'm just on that side of it. And I'm quite thankful for being on that side. I feel blessed and protected during these times. But if you're on the other side of it, like you have an opportunity to, to do something different. I think everybody should be taking an inventory of their business. Too many people are spread too thin. They have not a clear audience of who they truly impact. I'm a problem solution marketer. Everything that I've created is a solution to a problem, and usually it starts with a problem that I've had, and I've just found more people with the same problem. The problem now that I'm seeing with businesses who need to take a look at themselves and seriously have to consider a pivot, they don't have a clear audience, and they don't have a clear solution to to a real problem, and they have a value issue. If they go and work, if you listen and hear me on this and you go dial in on your value proposition, you will find things like profit margin and people will come right behind that. Yeah,
1: that's so true. That, I mean, that to be honest with you, I feel that's the best advice that you can give people. I think that too many people also are out there trying to serve way too many people and they're not niching down into who they really can serve the best.
0: That's the secret weapon of fully accountable. I'll be honest with you. Like we stood for a niche. I introduced it in my, introducing myself that we only work with e-commerce and digital companies. And people are like, well, gosh, why are you niching down? We're the largest in our space that does what we do. And we only serve hundreds of clients. If we tripled in size, we'd be this massive entity even more than we are. And we still would have less than a thousand clients. And so my, like this idea that you want to be available to everybody. You know, there's 28 and a half million small businesses. When you add in like the reality of businesses that have between two and 10 employees, you have 90% of the companies in America that fit within that category of five and a half million businesses. Good night. If you serve a sliver of a sliver of a sliver of that, you're a huge company. So I think people have really, been sold a bill of goods that's not accurate on this idea of identity, niche, and audience. And I, I would say the best businesses struggle every day to really narrow in their audience. They don't try to expand it. I think once you've dialed in a category, you are a much bigger company and you you have brand differences that allow you to expand. But for vast majority of businesses, audience tightening is so critical to real success.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be a big surprise this year. And what I'm going to be launching later on in in 2021, and I just I, I can't wait to do it because I I think it's going to be just really great for my business. Cool. But all that to say, I find this conversation very fascinating. I think I could talk for hours. I think we could probably talk for right. hours on That's it. Right. And I really appreciate you coming on. And I just I always you know I want to support the you know, the business owners, I want to support the companies on this podcast and bring different people in. So I just want, is there anything that you'd like to tell my audience about that you're offering or that you want to just give them or whatever that would be? Yeah, be great.
0: So, you know, we don't really have an offer per se, but we really do shows like this awesome show. One, first, thanks for having us on, and we're excited about that. And hopefully, we've helped, but we want to help some more. And so, what we've done is we've created a gift page at fullyaccountable.com forward slash bizgone social, and you can find that in the show notes. But what you're going to get there are access free, we'll mail them to you, our best-selling books, The CEO's Mindset and False Profits, along with other materials to help you truly grow your business from the back office operation side. And we really want to help you. If you are in that entrepreneur mode, you're going to love those books, not because we're a best-selling author and we have all these things, but it's going to give you the roadmap to really, truly dial in on these subjects we've talked about today.
1: That's awesome. And thank you so much. I think my audience is definitely going to appreciate all that. I will also put everything in the description of the podcast and below any of my social media posts. So if you're looking, just look below. And also if there's anything, any questions that you have for Vinny or me, just, you know, you can contact me at Lorraine at bizgonsocial.com. And Vinny, where can they contact you at?
0: You know, we created a, a, an email, wecare at fullyaccountable.com. And any question you have, whether you think it's relevant or not, go ahead and ask it. We want to help during this time. I think more people need to show up and help. And so we want to point you in the right direction, even if we're not the right direction. So the best way to get us is wecare at fullyaccountable.com.
1: I love that. Wecare fullyaccountable.com. Be sure, any questions, just reach out and Vinny will have so much expertise and a way to help you because he said it was problem solution, which is awesome. Yeah,
0: that's right.
1: So I just want to thank everybody for listening to the show today. And I'm looking forward to actually we're in 2021 and I'm looking forward to just moving forward to a great year. And I just want to serve you in any way I can and I'll see you all soon.
0: Thanks for listening to the Biz Gone Social podcast. Find us on Instagram at Biz Gone Social for extra tips. Check back weekly for new episodes. Until next time, stay social.